This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast, brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays, with a refreshing strawberry lemonade twist. It's Natterdays. They're going to run and get that boot. The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season. A baseball team that's on the way back, a college world series title. Stadium. I almost got fired because I went Willie the boss after I had a little too much sauce. This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Arkansas taking on Florida State in game one of the College World Series, Tommy. I watched some of that last night. What was it he said? We packed for two weeks? Or That's something right. Along, something along those lines. He made it pretty clear that they're not planning on a short weekend in Omaha. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I know Phil last year. Remember him talking about being up there, and I mean it was a 14-day deal more or less because they had some weather pushed some of those games back. But uh, it was a long time to be to be on the road, so it's tough when you're leaving and you're going on a business trip, and that's what this is is a business trip, and you don't know when you're coming back. Mm-hmm. Now that I mean, we were talking about hotel rooms and rental cars, and the, you know just just the plans you would make. Well, when do I check out? When do I, you know, you, you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that's the hard part about a deal like this. When am I coming back? Well, you hope it's a long, long time. Yeah, because like uh, we were discussing that, I, I'm going to be going up to Omaha, and it's going to be my first time up to Omaha, and obviously we were making the accommodations and everything, and then I get home, and I'm like, all right, so I start thinking about my packing strategy, and I'm like, I may have to take my entire life essentially up to Omaha with me. <laughs> Because I don't know how long I'm going to be there, and yeah. you know I'm going to have to take uh, pretty much my entire uh, wardrobe just to make sure that I'll try to keep from doing laundry at a laundromat as long as I possibly can. Don't don't worry if uh, if they advance and get to the champion. Ty and I will relieve you so you can come back home if they get to the championship round. Well, see, I'm already up there, Tommy, and you know it'd just be a well, hassle. I mean, it's fine. You can you can pick us up at the airport before you start driving back. Mm, so, mm, wow, what a guy. I love that. I love that I can go to the, the Make sure you leave the, early though and get around that traffic so that uh you know, you don't miss anything when we're trying to get on the air up. There. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, I love Doesn't that, that you like a good plan, Ty. Yeah, well, see, Ty is just left. Yeah, I don't oh, even know. If, yeah, he's he's I'm left, up at the Harrison Studios, so <laughs> Can't see Ty this morning. Well, I'm glad you're always looking out for me, Tommy. Yeah, I am. What I, a guy. Know, what a guy. I know you'll need to get back and check on Rowdy. Yeah. What do you do for with it? That's the thing. You get all the short notice, hey, I'm going to Omaha, maybe gone 10 days. Well, you've got Rowdy to take care of. What What do you do with a dog for a week and a half? Well, see, that's the that's where I'm really blessed with Tommy is I have a fantastic roommate that is actually uh, going to be in charge of Rowdy while I'm gone. So, Lord. I know. It's a... It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a great thing to have. It saves some money, you know, have not having to put him up in a kennel or uh, anything like that. And, you know, my roommate will take good care of him. So it'll be great. Well, it'll be great. Surely that roommate's charging you 10 or 15 a day to do this, isn't uh, he? Now, Tommy, he's not in the room right now, so you might well, want to just I, keep that down on the I, down low. Don't, yeah, don't give him any ideas? Yeah, I'm about to say, there's been no price that has been asked for, so let's just keep I it mean, at that if we can. <laughs> you think about, though, I mean, it's seriously, I mean, like, you know, I heard. I remember Phil talking about this after last year's trip, and you know, if you're if you're Dave Van Horn, these players, you don't care. You're you're not worried about it. Right. You got someone doing your laundry. You, you you know, these players aren't worried about making their rent or mortgage payments. That that mm-hmm. you know, you know, Dave Van Horn's not worried about whether the the milk in the fridge is going sour. But you 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 know, the rest of us, you know, the rest of us uh, underlings, we got to worry about all these things. That's right. You know, you know, making sure the water bill gets paid on time. Th- all these just life functions. That have to go on, 
And and that's why it's so hard. That's the one thing I don't like about this event is it it's truly hard because of just the nature of it. And I don't know any other way around it. It's hard for the for the average fan to just go and enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know, because who can leave their job? And let's just say you're you're blessed with uh, endless wealth and money's not an issue. You don't work. You're retired. Whatever the situation is, it's still just hard to leave your home and your family and all of this stuff open-ended you know i may be back in three days it may be maybe a week and a half you know mm-hmm. that's just it, then that makes it hard for someone to commit to going to this thing in long term it just you know because arkansas they win saturday and monday they get to that two and oh start that catbird seat i've been trying to tell you oh, of course then they're off till friday then you have tuesday wednesday thursday off and you don't play again till friday and if you win that game and you uh, and you get three straight wins, well, you're playing for the national championship. That's just, just like the regional. You've won it. Mm-hmm. You've won your half of the bracket. So that's what you're trying to earn is that long rest. Well, then what are you going to do? You going to drive back to Arkansas and then come back? I mean, what, you know, it, it, it makes it difficult on fans who really want to be there, really soak up the experience. How do you manage it? Because you just don't know the outcomes. Right, and, and another thing, too, that is when you go up there, and I haven't been up there, obviously. Like I mentioned, this will be my first year. But when you were watching on television last year and you saw people that were reporting about it and the amount of Razorback fans that were up there and how they kind of took over Omaha uh, in, in the, kind of their own way, it, it just really blew me away because of those reasons you just said, Tommy. Like You talk about people who have jobs, people who have – it's very expensive to do that and to stay the whole time and to give up your time – to do that, that's I mean that's sheer dedication, and so the fans that are out there doing that, that are able to pull that off. Kudos to you, because like all the things you mentioned, Tommy, it, it's expensive, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort, it's being gone a long time. I mean, it's there's a lot of things going against it, but yet fans are just that dedicated to not only supporting the Razorback baseball team, but going up there and hopefully watching a national championship run. You know, I've got two wonderful children at home that if I told them they were going to be gone for. Maybe ten days with no, no Xbox, no Fortnite. Just you just get your Kindle. That's all you get to take with. I don't think that would fly very long. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't last. You know, they'd say, "Dad, why don't you go without us?" You know? Yeah, we'll stay back. We'll uh, we'll lock up when but, we're you done. Know, I don't know that I. You know, as much as I want to be there for the whole duration, I don't know that you know just. You want to be away from your wife and kids for ten days? To some, that sounds glorious. You know, yeah. to me, ten days is a little long. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and let's be honest too. Most people also have vacations where they like to take you know go to the beach well, or go somewhere like that. Well, but some people take their vacations to go to Omaha. Well, I mean, but that's the other thing. You know, unless you know, you know, most people don't have an unlimited amount of vacation. So how much time away from work can you get to go up there? You know, so that's it's just difficult. I, that's the one thing you know about this event. It's it's really hard for fans to truly get to go and. And because it's not a one-day deal. It's not a basketball game. Or it's not a weekend series like the Super Regional. Well, we know it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You you can schedule around that. So, I mean, you got to kind of pick and choose your spot. And I know there's people I've talked to that they're going this weekend, and generally the ones I've talked to, they've never been to the College World Series, and they're going to go and they want to see the Razorbacks play. And no matter what happens this weekend, they were a part of the College World Series experience. Then there's some that have been there. They were there in 09 or 12 or, or 15 or last year. One, one of these other many opportunities you've had to see the Razorbacks in Omaha in the last 10 years. And 
and here you are, you know, trying to kind of pick your spot. Well, you know, just like I was going through that schedule. Well, if they win Saturday and they win Monday, then they don't play till Friday, and I could go on Friday and then maybe stay for four or five days, you know, and watch them play for the national title, come back Wednesday or Thursday, mm-hmm. whatever. So, I mean, you just kind of got to pick it. You know, it's just, it's hard to do. You know, and I'm sure a lot of Razorback fans were like me like last year because I've always felt like if there was going to be a national championship in a major sport from the University of Arkansas, I'd want to be there. You know, you want to yeah. be there because it's not like it happens all the time. I mean, the last championship you've had in any of the three major sports was in 1994, and before that was 1964. It's so just you been, were, what, five or six? I was six years old. Six when, years old the last time. In one of the three major sports, a national title was won. Right. And you're like, I, hey, you're just lucky that you had one in your lifetime. Oh, I, mean, I know. I, I mean, I've had one in my lifetime, the same one you're talking about. Right. And, and, and see, and that's what the point was, is because I, I'm like, man, it does not happen often. It, it go, And you've seen, like we talked about the other day, about basketball and how it's gone before you know it. You, you think you're never going to have a drop-off. You think you're never going to take that step back, and then it's gone. And, you, and you're nowhere close to what you were. So I look at it as, listen... I understand how precious it is and how it's just going to be something that people will remember forever, and I'd be hard-pressed to miss it. And I think that's how a lot of Razorback fans are, too. They're like, they don't want to miss out on it because they know it may be another 30, 40, 50 years before they ever get to experience something like it again. Do you even remember the 94? I mean, do you truly, other than what you've obviously read and seen Mm -hmm. as you've you've grown up and studied it, do you actually remember anything about the 94 or 90, even 95 season being six or seven years old the following year in 95. Do you remember anything about that? I'll just be honest. The one thing I do remember, and this is, I remember it vividly. I have a weird memory like this, but I do remember we had a lot of people coming over to my house in Fayetteville that, that, that night on April, I guess it was at April 3rd or whatever it was, but the national championship night. And I remember a lot of people coming over, and it was a big deal that everybody was next to the television watching this know, game. You really didn't know why. Well, so. I didn't know why until I started watching it. Because as a kid, you know, I was I was six years old. Bas- college basketball didn't just engulf me. But right. uh, as I was watching it, though, and seeing the reactions of everybody, I'm like, this is ver- this is a very big deal. And then when I saw the reactions of my parents and my my family and the people that were over after. Arkansas had won it, then that's kind of, it's like, you didn't realize what it was until it happened, then you're like, right. this wasn't a very, very big well, deal. And, and my point to that, and the reason I ask, really, if you're under, if you're not over the age of 60, yeah. that 94, 95 period there is probably the only things you remember about Arkansas in a national championship setting, other than last year's baseball mm-hmm. and that, because you probably don't remember much about the 64 national championship or that season and and let's face it it wasn't a national championship game that's right back then in football so you didn't have that like one game you you had to win the cotton bowl alabama lost it's a vote deal and which poll are you paying attention to and it's a split national title so it wasn't like hey you watch this one game where they played for the national title in a in a game even back then so you know but my point is you haven't been a part of a championship season as a Razorback fan that you probably remember right. in your memorable lifetime if you're 60 or under. That's right. <laughs> that's that's most of us, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't, you know, I, I just think you, you you start talking in these terms that you talk about, you know, really what's at stake here uh, again this year, yeah. and and it's back to back seasons. It has a a lot of feel to like it, like it's 94, 95, except you, you need to walk away with one of these. These titles. Yep. And if they do, it'll be something that we will talk about and that will be remembered 
It's just like the, I mean, maybe not to the same realm as the '94 championship because I still think basketball is a little more popular than baseball, but it'll still be something that people will always point to and remember where they were, what they were doing, and how sweet it was when they won. We've almost gotten into this championship or bust expectation for this, which I have no problem with. But nope. it, it seems like if Arkansas doesn't win the whole damn thing, as Phil said, there's going to be great disappointment. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast, brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays, a light lager brewed with a phenomenal strawberry lemonade flavor that's perfect for bringing the fun to every occasion. The new Natural Light Natterdays. Touchdown, home! Dave Van Horn was able to meet with some of the media members yesterday as they were sending off the whole team to Omaha. And he had an interesting comment about the pressures and the expectation that they meet once they get to the College World Series. Well, I think that uh, I've always been a lot looser once we get to postseason. Um, I just I know during the season it's such a grind for these guys. You got to remember they're 18 to 23 years old, a lot going on in their lives, you know, from obviously academic side social side um just trying to keep them focused a lot of times it's about keeping them focused and once we get to this part of the season i don't feel like i have to keep them focused they should be focused they're excited about being here school's out a little less maybe for for us to really be concerned about but we know that our guys are, are hooked up and ready to go every day at this time of year and for me personally it's just about enjoying it and watching these guys play you know we wouldn't be in this position if we weren't a pretty good team now let me say this i agree with everything that dave van horn says it makes sense to me but it just when you were looking at it from the perspective of a spectator or a fan or whatnot and when you get to this point in time in the season you've made it to the college world series to hear that it gets a little more loose, it's a little more laid back, you don't feel the pressures, you don't feel the stress like you did during the regular season, it makes sense how he put it, but at the same yeah. time, it's hard for me to wrap my head around because it's like, hold on a second, I thought this would be the pressure time, this would be the big yeah. moment, this would be the time when you're you're all tight and everything, but yet you're doing a good job of trying to keep these guys loose out there. I thought the, the important part to what he was saying, it's about time, right? Because these these players aren't worried about making sure they're at class or keeping up a grade or studying for a test or just the I think the pressure of being a student along with being an athlete uh, is greater than we probably understand during the time of the year where you're trying to travel be gone for two weeks you know to go to the college world series Uh, the games are fun for these guys right who was it uh, after the game was it Kerstad the other day talking about how loose the locker room was before game three and he knew they were going to win it's either him or Fletcher on some of that post-game sound, but the point was, he said that the locker room was loose and nobody was uptight. You know, we got we forget playing these games are fun for these guys. You know, uh, so I get what Dave's saying there because they don't have to to manage their time the way they do throughout the regular season and try to get all the coursework done, classes taken care of, all the other demands. It's just baseball, and that's all it is. Well, and see, that's the fascinating thing about it because this is one of the few sports, at least in in college sports, that you have something like this where you get into a point in time where you're not in class. You're playing the sport, but you're not in school. Where in football, you're in school. And in basketball, you're in school the whole time. You may not go to class, but you're in school. Right, yeah. Let's let's, let's make sure that we uh, we put that caveat on it. Yes, yeah. you, you are enrolled, we will say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you may not always go to class, but you're enrolled. But but that's one of the few sports that you have that opportunity to do so. And, and I'm sure it's just a change 
where because I couldn't imagine Tommy where you know as an athlete we know the type of schedule and we've had Tyler Wilson on I know football is different from baseball we had Tyler Wilson talk about mm-hmm. how every single day it just seemed like you wake up you shower you go to class or you go to an early morning workout then you go to class then you go to a film session then you go to train I mean it's just the whole day is so structured around school yep. and football and then when in baseball I'm sure it's something similar but then the school year ends and then it's like. I wake up and oh, it's it's ba- it's just baseball today. Oh, I wake up and oh, I just I can go to hitting practice or batting practice. I can. I, I mean, it's just it's got to be some sort of relief where it does make it a lot more laid back. Now, granted, it's not Arkansas is the only ones that are doing this. It's every other team in the College World Series too. But I am sure that it is such a burden that is lifted off the shoulders. Someone who has been in college for a long time, I can tell you that if you have if you're all in on school and you're all in on sports it's got to be a really hard thing to find a balance between the two but when you take one of those things away and all you have to worry about is the thing you enjoy most playing baseball it can't be anything but a major benefit and a major advantage for you class is hard like you know studying and, and remember these guys are paying you know 40 50 percent depending on how much academic scholarship they can get to go along with a, a third or a half of baseball scholarship these guys are paying their own way they got like tens of thousands of dollars of student debt in some cases they can't just not take class seriously because someone else is putting the bill you know a lot of these guys when they leave they have 30 or forty thousand dollars of student debt you know yeah now they were lucky to have half a scholarship but they you know so i mean they're, they're they got skin in the game i guess is what i'm trying to say when it comes to their academics financially they got skin in the game a lot in in many cases so you know, that's the hard thing. I don't know about you, but playing playing games, whether it's baseball or or football or whatever, if you if you have the talent to be on a team, that's the easy fun part. The hard part is studying for a biology lab. That ain't mm-hmm. no fun at all. Yeah. What's fun about that? Yeah. Like in most cases, at least I would assume it's it's kind of like you're doing you're having to do that stuff just because right. you have to. It's not because you want to. It's not because you have yeah. passion for it. And who knows? Maybe some of these kids have a passion for a particular subject or a particular class. That that may be the case for some of them. But in most cases, it's like I'm having to do this just so I can play baseball, right. not the other way around. I, that's what I hear when I heard you know heard that from Dave the first time is yeah, the pressure's off these guys right now because the demands on their time aren't as great uh, when they're in between the spring academic semester and many of them won't return to, to any academics till as early as summer two, and probably many won't return till fall. So, cause a lot of them will play summer ball. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's funny because the Dave Van Horn's been here for so many times or been to the college world series so many times that he already has it's almost like it's I'm not going to say it's just another day at the office because getting there I don't want to diminish his accomplishment of getting to the college world series but he's been there enough to where he just he I'm sure he's learned every time he's been there and I'm sure that he has an approach to it and he has been able to relay that approach to his players as well and just saying hey you know this this isn't the pressure. I think it was it maybe last year he had the quote. He's like, "Pressure is when you lose your job and you got to find out how you're going to pay for your mortgage and, and you got a family to provide for and all that." Yeah, you know that's true pressure. This is baseball. This is a game. And you know when you hear quotes like that and you hear the quote like the one we just played of of how much how it's a lot more loose and the pressure's really off. I think that that's of course not only something he believes, but his team believes because he has transitioned that message to them. And if they can go in with that same attitude with listen, this this is the fun time. You know, the, the pressure was getting here now that the, we're here, now that we don't have anything else to worry about but playing baseball, playing the game we love, 
as long as we put our focus completely on that, we'll be all right and we'll be successful. And so that that's one of the things that I think was also one of the many things that makes Dave Van Horn great is being able to portray that message and have it instilled into his players' minds and the mentality. Chuck Barrett told us once here on the show, and he saw it for 20-plus years when he was the, the voice of the baseball team, and Phil would probably back this up too as he sees it. When he, when he being Dave Van Horn, gets these players and there is no more classes and it's just them against the world and they're off at a place like Omaha or they've been fortunate to be home for the for the regionals and super regionals, there's no one better at getting that team behind closed doors, getting everything focused, talking to the team that, and really dialing in on what needs to be said, you know, to go out and get the job done, get them focused. And you got to remember that it's nothing but baseball right now. So he's got, you know, their full schedule, their full attention. And, and um, I just remember Chuck relaying that once on the show here about how how good Dave is in this environment, this time of the year where there's there's nothing else but baseball and it's us against the world kind of stuff. He's he's just really good uh, at this point in the year with with managing the team and managing the time and schedules and all of these things that make him their absolute best at this point. But see, Tommy, I'm trying to think of some relation that we can have at least just here on the show with our lives and what we do. And I don't think I can think of one. Maybe you can think of something, but. When it comes to the crunch time and in the biggest moments of what we do in our careers, I feel like it's going to be the most stressed I'm going to be, where I feel the most yeah. pressure. And, I, well, and I'm assuming you feel the same way, too, if there's ever something that pops up like that. It's football. When, when, you know, for us, it's football season. That's when yeah. the demands are on, and it's a weekly grind of, you know, everybody thinks that, oh, man, it's so fun to, to get to do all this. It is a lot of fun to do what we do. But it's a lot but, of work. But I'm going to tell you, when you get into football season, and and this year you get two bye weeks, but normally it's one. You get one weekend that, that you don't have the pressure. And that's what we're talking about. That's the only way we can really relate it. Football season, it's every Saturday. And we're not playing. We're not having to put our hand in the dirt. No. You know? We're not having to go practice. But there is, it's six and a half days a week for uh, 12 out of 13 weeks. Now, this year it's going to be 12 out of 14 weeks. And it's just unrelenting it's it's just a grind and it's a it's just something we have to do for about 25 percent of the year Mm -hmm. and it's it's fun but it's a it's a grind and that's the you know and there is some relief when when that final game against missouri is over that you know next saturday uh unless they're in the sec championship game you can relax and if they get to that point there's so much enjoyment and adrenaline and whatever around being able to go to an SEC championship game. That's that's great. You know you're yeah. going to a great bowl game. But the way it's been the last few years, man, you get down to that end, and it's just relief knowing that, hey, the next Saturday I don't have a pre-game, post-game game to cover, all these responsibilities that make up what our job is. So that's mm-hmm. the only thing I can kind of relate it to is our crunch time is football season. Mm-hmm. And 12 out of 13 weeks in recent years – Every Saturday, you know, you were on. That's and right. That's just the way it is. And and you know, no complaints about it. It's just that's just that's just reality. But you know that every Saturday, boom, 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 boom. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. so I, I kind of that's that's the only way I can relate to it. Yeah, I may want to take a poll question here just in our office and see. Hey, hey guys, are you the most loose here at the job when, during know, football season? Hey, there's there's a everyone's work has a busy season and and a slower period. There there are, there are times in every I mean, you know, I know, Ty knows everyone that does what we do. Know, there's no going to Maui in October. No, there's a lot of things I would love to do in October. 
I simply don't get to do. That's why you're not a big hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody, why don't you deer hunt? It's football season. That's right. You know, October is some of the best golf, some of the best fishing, some of the best weather. We, but you know, hey, wouldn't trade it in. You know, because I love being around this college football stuff. But there's all in everyone's work. There is a time of the year where, for twelve or fifteen weeks out of your year, it ramps up, and no one's going to Maui right now. You know what I mean? No, no. one's going to Destin. No mm. one's hanging out. No one's going on a cruise. You know, you might get away a Monday here and there, uh, you know, but there's no Fridays. You know, we just know that. You and I know what that's what we signed up for. That's, that's just right. part of this gig. That's right. So, and that's the only thing I can relate it to, yeah. you know, with what, what Van Horn is saying here. And everyone has a job. And they're saying, yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's whatever. See, you know, if you're in the construction business, you know, spring and summer is going to be busy. Mm. And I'm trying to think of, of some analogies, but, you know. Just certain people. If you're a farmer, you're not going anywhere in the spring and summer. You know, wintertime when you're going. That's so. right. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays. The new beer of the summer. With a refreshing strawberry lemonade twist. Natterdays. Fun for every occasion. They won't catch him. Alex Collins is going to take it all the way to the house. Obviously, we've been talking about Arkansas in the College World Series starting this weekend, but with all the excitement that is surrounding the Razorback baseball program and the fact that they have a chance to play for the national championship once again this season, just like they did last year, it's amazing because we know what Dave Van Horn has built this baseball program into. Obviously, Norm DeBryan laid the foundation. Dave Van Horn was able to elevate it into a premier program, and at this point in time, it is about as good as you could ask of a baseball program. The only thing missing is that national championship, which they may get this year. But there's been consistency. And it's not to say that every single season has been elite under Dave Van Horn. You've had some great years. He only missed a postseason once, and that was just a few years ago. But ever since he did miss that postseason, it's been a completely different animal uh, in the past few years. But it makes me wonder, though, Tommy, now with the success of baseball and with the success of Dave Van Horn, is there any reason why Arkansas cannot mimic the same success in football or in basketball, the other two major sports on the U of A campus? Is baseball showing that you can win at a high level in any of the other sports? Because so many times we get told, well, you're Arkansas. You can only expect so much. And so many times I heard and when Brett Bielema was the coach, yeah, you're a 7-5 program, all right? That's that's what you're capable of. You should just be happy with making it around there. Well, no one was happy with it. But is baseball and Dave Van Horn showing that with the right coach, with the right staff, the right setup, you can win at a high level, national championship caliber level, in any other sport at Arkansas? Well, I mean, it comes down. I mean, we at Arkansas, if you don't recruit well, you don't win. I mean, this league is is brutal, right? So I mean, right. we know it's tougher in baseball than it is in football. We know how bad it is in Football, how tough it is to win. I say bad in a good way. Um, it's just a, it's just a, it's just the easiest sport of the three to win is basketball. Anyone arguing that? I mean, nope. as far as, well, I don't, I think baseball's one, football's two, basketball's three. And it just comes down to recruiting. You cannot win at Arkansas because the inherent built in, these are reasons, not excuses. The inherent built in disadvantages for the University of Arkansas is just the size of our state and the geography of, we're not close to Atlanta. We're not close enough to Dallas. Tulsa's not quite big enough. We're just kind of in a geographical spot where you don't have major metropolitan areas nearby. 
and then the one in your state's not producing great numbers for football. There are some players, and the Henry family has sent several up there lately. But, I mean, Little Rock hasn't been what it needs to be to make Arkansas's football program uh, as competitive as this state could help make it. So, I mean, there's just some, you know, I don't, again, I don't think they're excuses. They're reasons why other programs have an easier path to conference titles is because they sit closer to Atlanta or in A&M's case, closer to Houston and Dallas. Arkansas is just kind of in a spot where, you know, based on where the other schools in this league are geographically located compared to you, it, it makes the challenges a little steeper. Tommy, we were talking to Nikki about that earlier this week, and she said outside of Kentucky, Arkansas has the worst high school football talent in the SEC landscape. So you're exactly right. If, you, uh, if you're second worst in a conference that is just so high up there in recruiting and you don't have the closest place being what Dallas? I mean, I know they get a lot out of Dallas. They say Beast Texas, and there's Metropolitan. You got well, Tulsa's decent, and there's other areas. But if you don't have any in-state talent, it just makes it that much harder to win football games if you're not getting high-profile guys in here. Texas, Florida, then Georgia, probably the one, two, and three recruiting grounds in the state. And the city of Atlanta's the prime metropolitan area. Arkansas is just not close enough. And we've always, as a university, recruited well in any of the sports in the state of Texas. I mean, that's just, and that goes back to the Southwest Conference ties. Dallas is really the major metropolitan area. You better do well around that. I think that's why you needed to hire a football coach like Chad Morris Mm -hmm. that understood Texas recruiting. If Musselman's, and I don't know that that holds true necessarily for basketball because you're only trying to get three guys a year on average, something like that. So you can be a little more slight. And this state does produce, of the, of the sports it can produce championship players, it is basketball. But there's a lot. You look up and down this baseball roster, <laughs> there are a lot of Arkansas kids on it, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 there's there's more than a handful. Yeah, because I was actually just looking at the roster for uh, the Razorback baseball team, and if I'm, if I'm counting right, which is always suspect, there are <laughs> there are seven players on this entire roster for baseball, though, that are from the state of Arkansas. Yeah. How many from Texas, though, since you have it there in front of you? Well, I see. I'm going to have to start counting here. And oh, it's going to be on there. No, it's fine. But just doing it, just to doing an eye test, a quick uh, once over, uh, it looks like there's probably about that many as well from the state yeah. of Texas. And there's what? Uh, 25. I, I always get confused with how many are on the team and how many are on the roster because those aren't the same numbers. Right. Because, yeah, there's a ton there's of players that are changes. listed on the roster, but none right. of them are actually on the team currently. So, right. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's. I, I, we, I can do this during the commercial break and, and figure out the, the exact numbers on it. But, but yeah, but, I, but that's the thing is that I get it because there are talent. I mean, there's talent coming out of the state of Arkansas in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been every year. In fact, I'm kind of surprised that there's not a kid from Fayetteville High School because I feel like there was always a kid just right there uh, next to the campus that was always on the Razorback baseball team uh, that, that was adding in, uh, adding in some, uh, whether it was in batting or pitching or whatever it was, they were on the team. And so the in-state talent in the state of Arkansas has always been solid, but you still had to rely solely on getting guys outside of the state. And in basketball, I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, there's been some talent in basketball, but you still got to rely on some of the talent outside the state. But just to say, like, just to pretend, though, Tommy, that Arkansas, every single year, was able to get the big-time D1 SEC caliber athletes out of the state of Arkansas. Every single year they were able to do that. I know it's asking a lot, but let's just say for this story's instance. If they were able to do that, how would that change the landscape of their program? Because it's obviously not good enough to win a national championship just by doing that. But assuming that they recruited a high, that they get all the kids from in state 
and they do a good job of recruiting out the state, is that good enough for what? To win a championship? To compete for a championship? To compete for the West? Is it only good enough for eight wins? I mean, what what are we talking about here when we think about the talent in the state of Arkansas if you were able to build a fence around the state and keep it all here? And, and you're saying in football or which sport? In football, yeah, in, in football. football. See, that you've been able to win the West, and when you've had teams like in 95, a team that competed for it in 98 didn't – didn't go to Atlanta, but competed for the Western Division. Well, they were co were they they were co division champions in ninety eight. Correct. Oh six. You look at those teams. You know, kind of in the pre Nick Saban era of the S of the current SEC. All of those rosters in those two deeps were littered full of Arkansas kids, Arkansas players. Um, the talents here. The, the problem is that the landscape has changed in our conference, and then it when Nick Saban came in, and then it, I think it changed again to the disadvantage of the Razorbacks in football when A&M came in because of recruiting. And uh, now you've got an SEC school in-state that can offer in the state of Texas. Arkansas was the closest SEC school. Some would say, well, LSU's right there. And that's true, but LSU's got a ton of of uh, talent right there in their own backyard. They don't need Texas as much, although they do recruit it heavily. But, uh, you know, I thought all of that was that, that hurt Arkansas in this mm-hmm. what I call newer modern era of SEC football so is the talent here it has been in the past you look at the teams that arkansas can can claim as division champions and they were all littered full of arkansas kids on the two deep yep and 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 going back to the football thing because i think that that's the one that i know because i agree with you on basketball i think that if you just kept the kids in state basketball you'd be competing for championships i mean we just look at the past five years you could be doing that um but but just really focusing on the football thing because i think that that's where uh a lot of people are suspect on it if, that's why Chad Morris, somebody like Chad Morris, maybe it's not specifically Chad, but a guy like him who can be able to put together not only himself, but a staff that can recruit at a high level outside of the state. To me, that's the best chance Arkansas has to to actually compete in a national championship level. I don't know if it's going to be him. I don't know if he's going to be able to have all the other pieces that are involved in coaching when it comes to you know, play calling and uh, end of game strategy, like all the stuff that matters the most too, as well as recruiting. But I do know that he is recruiting at a high level. Yep. So if if he can't get it done, then whoever the next coach ends up being in Arkansas, if it's Hunter Yurchik, that's going to be the one that ends up hiring that coach. You have to find somebody that's similar to Chad Morris in the respect of recruiting, at least the approach to recruiting, because to me that's the only way you have a true puncher's chance of winning the fight in the SEC at any point in time is being able to have somebody that can recruit at the high level. Because development of talent is great, but as we've said before, Tommy, Bobby Petrino's two years in 2010 and 2011 were the best years that Arkansas has had probably this millennium, at least you can make the argument for it. And those two years... With the players that had on it, it wasn't just a bunch of three-star diamond-in-the-rough players that just happened to be really good. There were a few of those, but a lot of them, in fact, most of them, were highly touted, highly regarded recruits, not only coming from the state of Arkansas, but in surrounding states, too, that were able to make up that great team. So, yeah, Bobby Petrino was a really good coach and a really good offensive mind, but he doesn't do near what he does without the recruits and the high-caliber players that come along with it. But let's be honest. We wouldn't feel what we feel about 2010 and 11 and say even publicly and, and privately to ourselves what we say about Bobby Petrino and ha- and hold him. I know we know how it ended, but we have a lot of reverence and respect for what he did at Arkansas. None of that would have come to pass if it wasn't for the fact that he just came along at a time 
where there was a Joe Adams in the state and a yep. Jarius Wright and a Beckett and a Tyler Wilson, and we, we know what kind of players were in this state. I mean, sometimes you just got to be you got to be lucky that that the the genetic lottery hit while you were in that right spot. It's it's timing, you know. There just hasn't been for there wasn't for Belama a, a period where you had that many players at one time and one class in this state. They all wanted to be Razorbacks. So sometimes it's just about the good fortune of when it all hits, because that was one of the best uh, groups that that Arkansas has produced at one time and. You know, in a, in a decade. Yeah, I, I mean, it all had to come together at the right time, right. and it did for Bobby Petrino. It That's never, right. it never did for Bielema. Now, you know, you can make a well. I had someone mention, uh, you know, about missing a lineman. Uh, you know, in our, and, and Chad Morris has missed some linemen that yeah. didn't get on. But Bielema's Bielema system, and when Sam Pittman left, that I mean, that's really the undoing of all of this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is the failure to recruit offensive linemen and maintain. A SEC caliber, hell, even a Sun Belt caliber offensive line. You could you could say in the last couple of seasons. You know that's been the undoing of Brett Bielema at Arkansas, and really created the the level of difficulty for Chad Morris to rebuild this thing. Is how far they got to come on the offensive line. Yeah, and that and it, it all traces back to when Sam Pittman left. There's yep. just no way around it. Yep, that's where it all began to fall. No doubt about it. So I'm I'm interested in this. I'm interested in seeing so, what. Go ahead. I was just saying. So we're comparing. Football and baseball. Well, baseball, you know, why is Dave Van Horn so successful? He gets all the best kids in the state because he's built the kind of program that there's no question if you're a great pitcher or a great hitter, a great first baseman, whatever, and you're in Arkansas, you know, the other schools are wasting their time coming after you, it seems like. Yeah. Your, your, your dream is to be a Razorback. Well, right now, the football program, and for in some cases, the basketball program, has not given you much of a reason to have a, you know, growing up. You hadn't seen any success in football or basketball. But all these seven, eight, nine year old kids that are now 17, 18, 19 year old kids, all they have seen is College World Series trips the last 10 years. Well, anything that the baseball player wants coming out of high school, the University of Arkansas and Dave Van Horn can give them. If they want to go pro, they can go pro. If they want a championship or at least to compete for a championship, they can. They got it all at Arkansas, and that's one of the big reasons why Dave Van Horn's been so successful. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Brought to you by the all-new Natural Light Natterdays, the new beer of the summer. It is a recruiting Thursday, so let's talk a little recruiting as we welcome in Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Good morning, Richard. How's it going this morning, man? Doing good, guys. Morning, morning. Well, it's always good to have you on, and I know that there's always a lot of recruiting news to go through, and we are going to go through that. But I want to ask you this, Richard. With the Razorback baseball team and going to Omaha and the Super Regionals and the atmospheres and the fans and all and the energy that goes along with it, there, like, how do coaches like Eric Musselman or Chad Morris, when they approach that when it comes to the recruiting side of things, I mean, is that something they really embrace and utilize if they have guys on campus or if they're talking to guys or showing them about the fans and about the atmosphere and the electricity? Does that really go into it? Do they really set that up and embrace that type of thing? Or is it just kind of just run of the mill? Hey, this is a really cool thing and we'll just see how it goes from there. Well, I think they definitely, uh, you know, talk up the, the fan base. I mean, that's, you show them the. I, I don't know if they are or not, but I, I would imagine they show some of the Twitter, uh, uh, the tweets about uh, the fans lining up uh, the day, several days before uh, the the super regional, and then right after the 
first game, uh, I mean, before the first game was even over, or second game was even over, they, they were already lining up for the next game. So stuff like that, I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, because that's, that's just, that's, that's not the norm in college baseball. I mean, and uh, anytime you can show off the, the fan base, and, and, and they, they obviously play up. Arkansas is the only school, you know, or is the, is the only uh, only show in town, and they really play that up. And uh, kids, uh, kids mention that to me a lot, you know. Say, you know, every, you know, all these other places you go to. I mean, usually there's three or four or five, six, six different schools, but in Arkansas there's only one, and uh, they they kind of like that. Yeah, I, think I just the more you can keep the brand out there, the more you're on TV. You just hope some of these these kids or their parents are at least watching and. And keep it out there. Hey, a uh, little football news going on. Uh, tell me uh, more about uh, Jalen Catalan's older brother, Kendall. He's coming from Southern, going to be part of the Razorback football team. What do, what do you know about this? And um, and he's the older brother, correct? Yeah, he's the older brother. And, and you know, and I, I had forgotten. I, I, I went down there several years ago when uh, Jalen was like a sophomore. And, uh, or, yeah, sophomore. And I remember talking to to uh, Coach Melson about uh, both of them, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, I had forgotten about uh, uh, Kendall, but uh, he, he was a heck of a quarterback, too. Uh, Jalen played quarterback after his brother played quarterback, and, and, and both of them threw uh, for around 2,000 yards, rushed for, for over 1,000 yards. That's what uh, Kendall did as a senior at uh, Mansfield Legacy, and uh, he was the leading receiver for Southern University last year. He's the team captain. He caught 33 passes for 424 yards and five touchdowns, and uh, uh, obviously not as highly recruited as Jalen, but, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that you may see, uh, you know, maybe gray shirt or something uh, this upcoming season, and then maybe go on scholarship. Now, I haven't confirmed this, but I just speculation on my part may go on scholarship in january or something i but again that's that's just speculation on my part well another football player i wanted to ask you about richard was thomas mccauley because i know that this was a big thing anytime you have an offer to an in-state kid especially from north little rock uh that always seems to garner a lot of news what can you tell us about this guy and why chad morris in arkansas is so high on him to offer him a scholarship yeah, uh, I saw Brandon Thomas uh, play several times, and uh, he's a guy that's about five ten, about one hundred ninety pounds. Tree trunks for legs, very difficult to knock off, uh, knock, uh, knock down. Uh, runs through tackles very, very, very well. He's a guy that uh, maybe they they kind of question what, what kind of speed he had, but at the All Arkansas Camp in, at UCA on June first, uh, Coach Morris, Coach Lunny, Coach Craddock was there, and uh, he ran uh, he ran in the four fours. And uh, one one uh, one one person actually uh, clocked him at a four three nine. So uh, I think think that I think that answered all the questions they had about his uh, speed. And uh, once that uh, was done, uh, they went ahead and decided to offer. And he's he's a guy that uh, you know just is very very durable. And uh, and in uh, two years, he's only fumbled the ball twice as many times as he's carried the ball. So that's uh, that's quite impressive. So. Uh, I, I, I suspect that he'll end up being a raised back at some point because uh, he's always wanted that offer. But, uh, you know, uh, you just have to wait and see. Well, uh, speaking of Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat, is that right now on the morning rush? Richard, another thing that happened uh, since the last time we were able to talk to you is Avion Capers decommitted 
from the University of Arkansas. He was a four-star wide receiver, six foot four, out of Georgia. You always hate to see decommitments. It's not saying that it's completely a shut door case on him. But uh, what was the reasoning behind his decommitment? And do the Razorbacks are they still in play to get his services in the upcoming seasons? I, you know, I think he he just uh, maybe maybe made the, the decision to be uh, to commit uh, maybe a little early before he he. Made several more offer, uh, made several more visits, and uh, when he started making visits, I think uh, you know he started uh, rethinking. And then uh, I, I don't know if Arkansas is going to go go forward and, and, and try to you know maybe uh, stay in the game. They may, uh, they may just stay in contact here and there and just see what happens. But uh, uh, I think I, I, I won't be surprised if that ship is sailed. Hey, offensive line's always, you know, a, a conversation point with with Razorback fans because we know that's probably the area of of greatest need. Uh, you've written a couple of articles this week about the the lineman from Conway, also Tykees Crawford. Am I saying that right? Ty- yeah. Tykees Tykees Crawford out of out of Texas. A um, couple right. of exciting uh, recruits, and and Crawford's been on campus. I think you said in your article five times. Uh, sounds good right. for him, and I know this prospect out of out of Conway is also uh, one of the more highly coveted offensive linemen in our state. Where are we at with some of these twenty twenty targets right now, including Robert Scott from Conway? Well, Robert Scott earlier this week uh, committed to Ole Miss, which was not a surprise because I did, I've been hearing and he's. He was telling people that he was looking to go down to state, uh, so uh, that was a, a big surprise. So uh, obviously, Arkansas would have liked him, but at the same time, they're on uh, numerous, several other guys that they really, really like too. Uh, so that, that, I think this is a situation where it, it doesn't uh, doesn't really hurt you as much as it may uh, in, a, in a year when Arkansas is uh, not on so many good guys. Uh, they're in, they're in good shape with several uh, uh, highly talented offensive linemen. And Ty Keyes Crawford, like you said, is, that was his fifth visit. Now he's visited other schools. He's visited Alabama. And he, he, and he told me that he didn't think Alabama was all that, you know, which, uh, you know, most kids are pretty excited about Alabama. But uh, he has visited LSU a couple times recently. But uh, it's always good to get, get kids back on campus, especially a fifth time. And every time he comes, he always says Arkansas is home to him, and uh, as long as he can continue to make it up there and uh, visit, and, uh, you know, he loves the coaching staff, Coach uh, Croft. I mean, Coach uh, Coach Fry and uh, Coach Trailer. Uh, you know, you just hope he just continues to, you know, think the way that he is. Now he is trying to recruit his uh, running back teammate. Uh, Conv- uh, Calvante Dixon to Arkansas, so that's that's kind of encouraging. But uh, again, anytime a kid makes visits to other schools, you uh, you always kind of you know a little uneasy. I want to switch it up, Richard, and get to some basketball because grad transfer Isaiah Moss, who was committed to Arkansas, has now reopened his recruiting. Now that was as kind of a disappointment, Razorback fans, because he was highly touted and one of the. Uh, the bigger grad transfers that were on the market. But what was the situation with him and the storyline with him? Did it have anything to do with Virginia Tech forward Kerry Blackshear visiting Arkansas the past weekend? Uh, my take on that, I mean, he, 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 he a day or two later, he committed to uh, Kansas. I think in the back of his mind, he knew what he was going to do uh, after, he, after you know, thinking about it a little bit more. He ended up at Kansas and Blackshear, everything that I heard. Last week, he, he had a good visit. His mom had a good time. Uh, you know, he, 
he's going to take some other visits, and I think that 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 was expected. He was he's obviously a guy that uh, is a mature kid who's uh, gone through the recruiting process before. So uh, no sense in making a quick decision when you don't have to. And uh, so I, I think it's a case where he's looking. You know, he, he's a guy that has ability to play on the next level. Uh, obviously, he put in his uh, his name in the in, NBA draft. Withdrew that. But uh, after I think he realized that he probably wasn't going to get drafted, so now he's looking to improve his stock and, and, and go to the next level. And whichever school he thinks can do that, that's where he's going to go. Obviously, Coach Musselman's, uh, you know, NBA background is a big deal, along with the other other members of the staff. So that's uh, I think that's something that plays that plays well in Arkansas's favor. Your number one source of local news and information you need, like the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast. Check out the Halftime Pod at HitThatLine.com.